Hello, hello, everybody. Hola, hola a todos. Thank you so much for being here, listening to Spanish with Carla, episode five. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Well, um, today we are recording in a different location, uh, and it probably sounds a little different than normal. Don't worry about it. Next week, we will go back to your the regular sound that you are used to, okay? Um, so today, we are going to do uh, an, a little more um, light episode, to, to call it somehow. Why? Because last week, we had an episode that was really complicated. And I believe that um, I want to give you a little break. Uh, I do believe that sometimes when when you push things too hard, then people might get overwhelmed. And I do not want to uh, cause, you know, that you say, oh, no, this is too hard. I don't want to learn Spanish anymore. So uh, we're going to do something a little lighter today, easier um, to digest. And um, and hopefully you enjoy it because I'm going to give you some different, you know, words and stuff that is going to be really, you know, very useful, you know, for you. Uh, before I start with with our fifth lesson, I would like to um, in invite you to send us feedback, uh, to ask questions or request information or whatever, you know, what, whatever you want to know, um, you can send us an email at feedback at iacast.net okay feedback at iacast.net also let me tell you we have our website which is spanishwithcarla.com and on this website you can find every single episode as well as all the notes that we have posted you have it all in one same link so you can go and start from the beginning or go back and review or whatever whatever you need you can find it easier there rather than having to go and jump from one and other episode on whatever uh site that you use to listen to your podcast also uh we have um a facebook group and it's called spanish with carla remember carla is with a k That's going to make it easier for you to find it because I don't know if there is another one with the C, but don't look for her. Just look for mine. <laughs> so we have that group, Spanish with Carla, with the K on Facebook. And we also have uh, a page, same name. And uh, so you can also find us there, find some, you know, uh, the notes and, and different comments. Feel free to comment or ask questions or, you know, anything you want. Okay. ¿Estás listo? That means, are you ready? Estás listo? Are you ready? Okay, so if you if you listen to that, um, estás listo? I'm not asking, I'm not saying tú, because it's not necessary. When you say estás, and that's spelled E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as in apple with an accent, S as in Sam, estás, that's implying the you. Uh, and like I always say, if you say, tú estás listo, is that going to be wrong? No, you, it's just going to sound weird, all right? But people are going to still understand that he's going to say, oh, why is he saying or she's saying, okay? So, estás listo? Estás lista? Yeah, so, 
that would be the way to say it. And hopefully you said yes, because we're going to start right now, ready or not. Here we go. Okay, so last week we were talking about, um, at the end of the lesson, we were talking about words uh, that describe uh, things in, in, in a house, okay? And we learned houses said casa. Then we learned uh, door, which is puerta. We learned cocina, which is kitchen. We learned sala, which is living room. And we learned ventana, which is... Do you remember or did you forget already? Shame on you. Okay, so ventana means window. Okay, those are the five words that we learned that last week. And I told you that I was going to give you 10 um, this, this week. So I'm going to give you five more that go with the house. And then I'm going to give you another five extras that you are going to need as well. And a few phrases today. Okay, so the next one that we're going to learn is going to be recámara. Grab your pencil or open your notes, taking whatever, and let's spell it. That's going to be R as in Robert, E as in elephant, C as in cat, A as in apple with an accent, M as in Mary, A as in apple, R as in Robert, a as an apple. Recámara. 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 That means like your room where you go to sleep, right? And uh, some people call it cuarto, but that's not the right, the right way to translate it. Uh, let's learn cuarto as well. And I'm going to type it so I don't forget that you need the notes of that one as well. But Cuarto basically means room, okay? But many people, like like we say here in the States, right? Okay, go to your room. You're punished. But mom. Okay, so same thing. But <laughs> the, we call it like that in Spanish too, right? Vea tu cuarto. But the, the more correct way to say it is recámara, okay? So let's learn both of them, all right? So recámara is the more correct way, but if you say, uh, ¿Cuál es mi cuarto? Everybody's going to know you mean also, you know, the room, in, in like the, your hotel room or whatever, when you go to sleep. So cuarto is spelled C as in cat, U as in umbrella, A as in apple, R as in rabbit, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar, cuarto, cuarto, cuarto. Okay, so now we have two ways to say, uh, you know, your room where you're going to sleep. We have recámara, which is more specific, the place where you go to sleep, the room in which you go to sleep, more, more, um, yeah, basically more specific. And then we have cuarto, which means room, but it's kind of obvious too that it means where you go to sleep. Okay, so you just got a bonus word, another one. So that's pretty cool. So let's go with the next one, which is another one. Um, it's called comedor. And that is basically the place where it's your formal dining area, right? Many people have, have uh, you know, a little table in the kitchen and everybody can go and eat there. But the more formal dining area, basically, in your house is going to be the, uh, it's going to be comedor. 
C as in cat, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, E as in elephant, D as in dog, O as in Oscar, R as in rabbit. Comedor. Okay. Something curious about this, or not curious, kind of obvious, right? But okay, do you remember that we have talked about this? Um, the act of eating, basically, uh, is or the verb eating or eat, it says, it said, come, C-O-M-E. So basically, comedor means the place where people eat, basically, right? So can that refrigerator, you know, kind of like that um, in Spanish also refrigerador. So then it's the same. It's the, the beginning of the word that that root, you, that, that Latin root, right? And then, so that's comedor, the place where people eat. Okay, comedor. So we have now recámara, cuarto, comedor, comedor, comedor. Okay, let's go with the next one. The next one is going to be basically the garage, okay? Now, in, in Latin American countries, or in most of them that, that I know of, basically, I don't want to generalize, uh, the place where you park your car uh, is called cochera, cochera. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell it for you. C as in cat, O as in Oscar. C as in cat, H as in hotel, E as in elephant, R as in rabbit, A as in apple. There is two things that I want to tell you about this word. And the reason why I'm, I'm telling you, I'm dividing these words in two to show you is because that's going to be easier for you to remember and, and learn them. So when you say comedor and you, you find the first part of the word that is come, you know that it has to do with eating, right? Now, cochera, another way in Spanish that we say car, you know, car, you can say carro, which is almost like car. You just add another R and a no at the end. So carro, but we also call it a coche, C-O-C-H-E. Coche is another way that you can say the word car, car. So, cochera is basically the place in which you put your car or you park your car, okay? It can be completely closed or it can be just covered by like a little, you know, a little roof or something. It doesn't necessarily have to be completely closed, you know, it might be open on the sides or whatever, but that's the place that is um, that is made in a house to park your car. Normally, it's under a little, you know, a little uh, cover area. So, again, the same way that we are doing comedor and we're remembering comer, now you know that cochera, which means the place in which you can park your car, you know, where it's going to be inside your house, uh, safe. The, the first half of that word means coche, which means car. You're learning so many words today. See, we're, we're getting all kinds of different words. And you know what? Um, I'm going to do my best to remember to type all the, um, 
the extra words that I'm telling you, that way you can keep it in your notes and you can relate it to it. But I just want you to, to remember that it's not because it has to do with the lesson. It's because I believe that this is going to help you um, remember or associate one word with the other one if you know the meaning of the of the uh, first part of the word or the root. Mostly it's, it's Latin. Um, okay. So the next word is going to be, I think we already learned this one, uh, baño. And uh, you remember that it's B as in boy, A as in apple, ñ, or the N with the tilde on top, and then O, baño. And you know, this is bathroom. Now, the same way that in English, you have the bathroom as a general idea of the room itself. But also we have the place in which you go and do the stuff that nobody can do for you. <laughs> and you also have the place in which you take a shower. So let's go with the toilet first. And uh, that one is going to be really hard to spell. So grab your marker or get ready. I'm going to try to be slow because it's kind of, yeah. Are you ready? Okay, so it's going to start E as an elephant, S as in Sam, C as in cat, U as an umbrella, S as in Sam, A as an apple, D as in dog, O as in Oscar. What? Uh, yep, it's called, it's, it's said, it's pronounced excusado. I mean, still, what I told you since day one, I mean, it, it is true. The way it's spelled is the way it sounds in Spanish, okay? So it sounds, it's a long word and everything, but it, it, it sounds exactly as it's written. So you don't need to worry about, oh, how does the A sound? Well, you know, it's, it's just the same. Escusado is basically the toilet, okay? Uh I'm not going to tell you the 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 other one, the one that you go standing up because that's going to be for another lesson. So I want to give you just this one general, escusado, which is the toilet. And then I'm going to give you the shower, okay? Shower is spelled R as in Robert, E as in elephant, G as in giraffe, A as in apple, D as in dog, E as in elephant. R as in rabbit, A as in apple, regadera, regadera. Okay, this one also, um, well, I don't want to confuse you with this one. So let's forget the Ruth and I just tell you, regadera. When I go to this one, um, when I teach you the other word in the future, I'm going to remind you how it relates to regadera. But uh, it has to do with, um, say, for example, when you water the plants, it said regar. And that means basically spray the water or, you know, whatever. So if the water comes on that same uh, way, you know, for through all those little holes and in a bigger, um, not in a high pressure, right? That's going to be regar. So the, the name comes from the same concept, regadera. Okay, so basically we have learned, let's recap real fast. 
So let's do casa, puerta, cocina, sala, ventana, recámara, comedor, cochera, baño, regadera. Okay. So now this is the interesting part about this lesson. We have another five words that I'm going to give you later. But um, I really want to start using this concept. So you remember the last week we did um, yo soy blah, blah, blah. Tú eres blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that those were, you know, people, right? That's conjugation on uh, gender and and also number, you know, the amount of people that, that you are talking about. Now, when we are talking about objects, it doesn't get as complicated, okay? In Spanish, you also need to use like an article, like the, you know, the, the word that define the same way that in Spanish we use T-H-E, right? That, and, uh, and excuse my accent, um, but... You know that in English, you use the same T-H-E or the for anything. It doesn't matter if it's masculine or feminine. You use the same, okay? Now, in Spanish, you have to use the gender of the object, okay? And also, the number of objects matter, Okay. So basically, in Spanish, you would say the house, or if you want to say in plural, you would say the houses, right? Okay, let's use that example. So in English, if you want to say the house, you would say la casa, L as in Lori, A as in Apple, la, la casa. Now, if we're talking about multiple houses, if we're going to say la, uh, the houses, we're going to say las casas. Okay? Did you get that? It's going to be el as in Lori, e as in Apple, s as in Sam, and then casas, in which you are going to add an s at the end to make it plural. So this is where it gets a little trickier in Spanish, okay? In English, it doesn't matter. You say the same, the, even if it's uh, feminine, masculine, or or how many items, and only the word, the, 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 the subject is the one that is going to tell you if it's plural or, or singular. In Spanish, you have to use an article that, that defines... Uh, the gender and the number as well. It's not as complicated as the conjugation of the uh, uh, I am and you are and all that. It's just, it's, it's more, you know, it's, it's simple, but still you you, you want to learn it. So if we use the same example with puerta, it would be la puerta, las puertas, which is the door, the doors. Okay, so la puerta, las puertas. Now let's use the same example with cocina, the kitchen. La cocina, the kitchens, las cocinas. Now, sala, in English would be the living room. In Spanish would be la sala. And if we're talking about plural, it would be las salas. Now, 
let's use an example that is a masculine. Wait, wait a second. Let me find it. Okay, comedor. Okay, so comedor, if you look at the words, all the other words in with an A, which in most of the cases, with a very few exceptions, means that the gender is feminine or, you know. So let's do, let's do comedor. In English, it would be the dining room. In Spanish, it would be el, you know, the same word you use, you know, for a person to, you, but it's not going to have an accent. It's going to be just E-L. E as an elephant, L as in Lori. El comedor. Now, take notes in here because this is where it gets tricky. On the masculine, when you are going to, this is basically the difference. The singular is el comedor. Now, when we're going to go in the masculine also, but plural, if we want to say the dining rooms, it's going to be los, L-O-S, L as in Lori, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Los comedores. And then, as you can see, on the masculine, we always have to add an E and an S after the, you know, at the end of the word. When it's a, fe a, fe a feminine, female word, it's going to have to be only an S. But when it's a masculine word, normally we have to add ES. ES an elephant, S as in Sam. I hope I am making sense on this. But if I'm not, please send me an email and tell me what are you talking about? And I will be happy to go and say it again. Or if you want me to go over it again, we are going to have plenty of examples in the future, though, that you are, I mean, we're going to use it a lot. So you're going to be able to, to continue practicing. You have a lot of words uh, right now that you can practice with. Uh, but uh, let's do another one, el baño. So el baño is also a masculine. And that is E as an elephant, L as in lorry, and then baño. Now, if we're going to do the plural, we are going to do, okay, what? Tell me. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I hear you clear and loud. So, yeah, we're going to say L as in lorry, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, los baños. And we're adding an S only at the end. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to try to remember hopefully. Um so I I'm going to try to put the plural on the words now from now on when I when I send you you know subjects I'm going to try to to send you the singular and the plural so you have both options and you start getting familiar with both forms of the word, okay? So okay, I think this uh you know this is going to be the most complicated thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to teach you another five words. And the only reason why I'm doing that is to give you more examples for you to practice this, uh, thing that we just have learned. Okay. Well, let's, like I said, let me, let me go over these other five words and that's going to be good because we're going to use it as examples, you know, to use el, la, los, las, and all that. Okay, so the next word is going to be elevator. Okay, this is basically a bonus word because it's 
you you say it almost the same way in English and Spanish, okay? Spelling is pretty much the same. E as an elephant, L as in lorry, E as an elephant, V as in Victor, A as an apple, D as in dog, O as in Oscar, R as in rabbit. Elevador. Do you see the only difference that this word has from the English uh, word is D as in dog. In, in English, it's a T as in tomato. Do you, do you see that? Elevador. Elevator. Okay. So, basically, this is a bonus word. But, but now, let's use the examples. So, let's suppose that we are saying the elevator. Let's say that you ask somebody, where are the elevators? Oh, no. Where is the elevator? Okay. That would be, donde está el elevador? Okay, you see, I'm giving you enough tools. Now you can actually ask the questions the right way, using all the elements to formulate all your questions. Okay, donde está el elevador? Awesome. Okay. So let's go with the next word, which is also very similar to English, not quite as similar as elevator, but the next word is going to be escalators or stairs, uh, more, more basically stairs. Okay, so stairs is going to be, uh, in Spanish, sounds more like escalators, basically, but so you say, you spell it E as an elephant, S as in Sam. C as in cat, A as in apple, L as in Larry, E as in elephant, R as in rabbit, E as in apple, O, A as in apple, sorry, S as in Sam. Escaleras, escalera, escalera. So that's the word that you, that's the way that you say stairs, escalera. Now. Let me tell you. So if you're talking about your regular stairs, like inside a house or or even the stair, the little um, stuff that you use to go above your roof and check on the gutters or whatever it is. And also the escalators is all said the same way. Escaleras. So if you know how to say escaleras, that's going to mean all three of them. Now, the difference uh, on all three of them would be that on the case of the escalators, those, we call them escaleras, and then electricas. Um, probably, yeah, let's teach you how to spell that word. Um, escaleras electricas, and all that means uh, is electric. Escalators, per se. Uh, all they're doing is differ in Spanish, you differentiate the type of uh, stairs by saying that those escaleras are electric, right? They're not your regular uh, escalators. So that's the way, okay? But same thing. If you go uh, and you are at, at, a, at a mall in Mexico, because, yep, there's malls everywhere. Mexico, Honduras, Latin America, Spain, everywhere you're going to find malls. Um, if you are at the mall and you ask somebody, ¿Dónde están las escaleras? It doesn't matter if you don't say 
eléctricas. Regardless of that, they are going to point you towards any escalators that they that the, the mall might have. You know, because normally at malls, well, no, there's some malls that have regular stairs also, but they're very few. Most of the malls have those uh, electric, uh, I mean, those escalators. And uh, and even if you just say, donde están las, remember, it's, it's feminine and it's plural. Even if you're talking about only one, for some reason, uh, they just, it's just, it becomes just, just plural. Maybe because it has a lot of steps. I don't know. Donde están las escaleras? When it's electric, it normally you use that. And they're going to point you towards, you know, where they are. Hey, maybe, you know what? Maybe the reason why they call them escaleras and make it plural is because normally when you find those escalators, it's normally one up and one down. What do you think? I think so. Okay, so let's make a pause right here because I want to tell you, I, I want to disclaim again. Uh, sorry, I have to do it every episode. So. Um, I want to tell you that I'm not a Spanish teacher, okay? I am a native speaking, native, native speaker, and um, and I love languages, and I love sharing uh, with you um, in a in a more informal way than a regular class. Um, I guess um, this is the way that I that I learn English too. You know what I mean? More than being in a in a school setting, I learned by asking, listening, memorizing, and trying to understand rules and exceptions. And so, guys, I, I want to tell you, most of people say that only when you're a kid, you can learn the languages really easy because your brain is fresh, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it's true. I'm not saying it's not. However, it's not impossible to learn it when you're an adult. I, I came the United States when I was 24 and, and I started actually learning English probably, I don't know, 25, 26, I have no clue, you know, little by little. Uh, and uh, so I did it as an adult and, and if I did it, anybody can do it. Okay. So I want you to, to be very positive about the fact that anybody, it does not matter what your age is. I think that this way of learning Spanish is going to be easier for people that, um, you know, get bored with the typical lesson where the teacher says, okay, repeat after me, la, 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 la. You know what I mean? This is more like, okay, so if you get tired, you say, okay, Carla, shut up, pause me. And then you go and get some, you know, milk or water or whatever. And then you come back and then you continue, right? It's just easier. But okay. So that's all I wanted to say. So let's continue. So we have elevator and escaleras, elevador y escaleras. Okay, so you can ask the same question at the mall. ¿Dónde está el elevador? ¿Dónde están las escaleras? Okay, so after disclaiming all that, then um, let's go back to the next word. And that's going to be... Um, Departamento, and that means apartment. So if you want to ask somebody, um, what is your apartment number or whatever? So you're going to use this word. Okay, so departamento is spelled D as in dog, E as in elephant, P as in pole, 
A as in apple, R as in rabbit, T as in tomato, A as in apple, M as in Mary, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar. Departamento. I know, right? That's such a long word, man. Okay. Let's do it again because you probably might have missed a letter or two. So D as in dog, E as in elephant, P as in pole, A as in apple, R as in Romeo, T as in tomato, A as in apple, M as in Mary, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in tomato, and O as in Oscar. Departamento. Okay, so this one, say for example, you can ask somebody, you can say, what is the apartment? Okay, and that would be, ¿Dónde está el apartamento? El departamento, sorry. ¿Dónde está el departamento? Now, what if you want to ask somebody where is their apartment? What is your apartment? You know, it's a neighbor that you met at the, I'm imagining, oh my God. Okay, so let's imagine that you go and check the mail and then you meet this person and you want to know what is their what is their apartment number so you can go and hang out with them or visit or whatever right so see i'm here trying to teach you spanish and i'm already starting like a soap opera here right <laughs> so anyways okay so then you would ask donde esta tu departamento tu basically your right donde esta tu T-U, departamento. ¿Dónde está tu departamento? Okay? But if you're going to talk just about a general apartment, then it would be ¿Dónde está el departamento? Okay? Cool. Okay, so let's go with the next word. And that one is going to be piso. Okay, piso means basically floor. The floor in your house where you, you know, walk every day is called floor or piso. But also, um, same as in English, when you're talking about, say, for example, you are in a hotel and you're asking somebody, in which floor are you? Well, same thing in Spanish. Que, or you, you have to say, en que piso estás? And that, the word piso is spelled P as in potato, I as in ice, uh, igloo, S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, piso. So, like I said, in which floor are you? You can say, en cual piso estás. And you remember all those words. The only one that you don't know is en, which basically, if you translate it, it would be like I in. Like if you say, in which floor are you so then it's the same in e as an elephant in as an nancy which you remember which it was from episode two right which means qual qual c as in cat u as an umbrella a as an apple l as in larry in which floor in qual piso Estás. 
And estás means or it would mean like uh, you are, are you? Because like I told you, estás already has the you included in it. Okay. You cannot say in, in cual piso estás tú. I mean, I guess you could, but it would sound a little weird. The, the right way to say it is en, que, en cual piso estás, putting the two would be not necessary. Estás includes the, the two or the you, okay? All right. So then piso can be used both ways. It, it can be used um, to describe the floor of your house. And also can be used to ask in which floor things are, you know, your room in a hotel or your apartment or whatever. Okay. Now, the next one is going to be patio. Patio in Spanish means, means more your backyard. Okay. That's basically what, what describes more the word patio. And it's spelled exactly the same way that is spelled in English. P as in potato, A as in apple, T as in tomato, I as in igloo, O as in Oscar. And it sounds, the T has a stronger sound. Instead of saying patio, you're going to say patio, patio, patio. So the T is a little stronger, patio. And like I said, that means your backyard. Normally when, you know, when people have like birthday parties in, the, in their house, the parties are back outside in the backyard, that's el patio. ¿Dónde está el patio? ¿Dónde está el Patio. Donde está el patio? Okay. So basically, we have learned all these words and your homework. I'm still going to talk to you about something different. But on, on this case, your homework is going to be using all these words with your, with your where is the blah, blah, blah. Okay. You can ask yourself all those questions. I'm going to give you a few examples per se. You can say, ¿Dónde está la casa? Uh, ¿Dónde está la ventana? ¿Dónde está el comedor? And do also the plural. ¿Dónde están las casas? So I want you to use all these words whenever you can. And if you cannot do it, that's all right. Just read them for your own um you know, just for you to remember to, to try to relate them to for the next lesson. Now, I do want to talk about something. Um, you remember last week we were talking about uh, when you talk about the, the people, right? And, and we were saying uh, that ella es una señora, él es un señor, and all that. Okay, so... I don't want to leave behind or outside of this topic um, something that I, I was just, you know, made aware of. And, and, and this would be about this new trend or, or you know, maybe just started um, being more open uh, nowadays. So let's talk about 
say non-binary people or people don't don't binary people people that you they don't want to be described as you know feminine or masculine so in spanish the same way that here we use they you remember that okay so i'm going to teach you how we do it in spanish as well because if that situation you know comes and and you are like oh what am i going to say well i want you to know what to say because this is just our world and and i'm totally respectful you guys um I'm the type of person that doesn't judge. I I live and I want everybody to live happy. You know what I mean? And so uh, to me, uh, we all need to be aware about the way we need to speak about and, and, and talk with so people understand that we are respectful to them. And uh, so, okay, so let's do an example like that. So let's say we're talking about, in, in this case, remember what you say, ella, and for a, for a masculine, you say, el. Okay. So when we're talking about the non-gender, we're going to do E as an elephant, L as in lorry, L as in lorry, E as an elephant. And that would mean kind of like if you're saying ella, it would be ella. And that would be a singular non-gender. Ella es pequeño, per se. Now, on the description word that you're going to use, it's going to be a little tricky as well. So what you're going to do is the last vowel on the word, you are going to change it to an E. Okay? So say, for example, we are talking about a kid. So we would say L or Eje. Es un niñe. You see what I mean? So we have to, or ella es niñe. Okay, that might sound a little confusing, but all I'm telling you is all you need to do is change the end letter or the final letter to an E. Now, is this going to be something that you're going to use a lot? I don't know. That's going to depend. But, you know, if you go on vacation, and most of the time, people are not going to be upset with you if, if you don't know. Say, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm blind, and, and sometimes I can't tell, um, you know, who are who or, or what. So my thing is I call everybody honey at work, honey or sweetie. So that way, you know, because I can't really see, you know, their faces or tell, you know, the difference. So I, I just want to be respectful to everybody. And, and I, that's the reason why I wanted to touch on these and be sure that, that you have an idea because probably you can see well. And if you happen to see, you know, a person and, and you know that, or they say they don't identify on, you know, as, you know, on any of the genders. Okay. Then, you know, you know, if it's, you know, you just add the E at the end of the word, and then you're going to be safe. And what you're talking about, you just say, and that would cover both genders, okay? If you are talking about plural, you say edges, and that way you're going to be covering the both genders and plural, okay? And like I said, the word is spelled E as an elephant, L as an lorry, L as an lorry, E as an elephant. And if you want to do plural, you just add an S as in Sam at the end of the word and do edges. And then, of course, 
ella es niña, or you can say ellas son, you remember that word on the plural? S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy. Ellas son niñas. And most of the time, you just need to change the, the last word, uh, letter of your word, and that would get you there. Okay? Like I said, this is um, just something that I wanted to, to touch because we had the lesson last time, and I really didn't want to confuse you more um, by showing you this, but after you probably have already reviewed episode four and you have a better idea of you know how things work, then this is something that you want to keep in mind just in case that you have uh, you are on this situation then you can actually you know or have an idea of how to you know set your words and um and you can interact also on these circumstances okay okay well that's pretty cool so now before we go i want to tell you that next podcast we are going to talk about christmas okay we are going to talk about everything related to christmas why because it's going to be that monday before christmas so if you're going to take a cruise to you know spend christmas new year and all that in there then you're going to learn how to say all the stuff that you're going to have to use you know what i mean like christmas tree and dinner and this and that. So we are going to, you know, to do that. Um, I want to touch also, uh, so, oh, so please don't miss it next week. And I promise the sound is going to be much better. And uh, so, so you can hear me, you know, better. And uh, if, if there is anything that you couldn't understand or you didn't sound uh, good and you want me to re go, go back on it to it, please let me know. And I will be happy to do that. Um, I somebody that listens to the podcast podcast sent me this uh, question via text. Somebody that I know, and uh, I think it's very valid. So even though this is not the lesson for it, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So how do you say "I love you" in Spanish? Okay, and this is the this is the answer. In Spanish, there is two ways to say I love you, okay? If you are talking to your friend, your cousin, your, this is more like a, I love you to somebody that um, is not like your couple or your partner or your, or your kids, okay? Somebody, okay. So your partner or your kids, your couple, your husband, your wife, your, you know, your partner or your kids, I mean, your parents, maybe this would be te amo. And that would be T as in tomato, E as in elephant, A, I mean, space, A as in apple, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, te amo. That means I love you to somebody that is really, 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 really close to you. Okay, now, when you're talking to your friends, when you're, you know, going, having fun, and then you say, ah, this is so much fun, I love you. Okay, so that you say, te quiero. T as in tomato, E as an elephant, space, Q 
as in Quebec, U as an umbrella, I as an igloo, E as an elephant, R as in Robert, Robert, O as in Oscar. Te quiero. Now, if you if you listen to these both of these um, phrases, te amo and te quiero, you you notice that it starts with T as in tomato, E as an elephant. This doesn't mean it doesn't say two, but when you say te, you are actually implying two. Okay, this is another way that you say two without saying it. So you just do, you just use te when you are trying to imply that you per se love this person. Te quiero is is you. You can also say I miss you, te extraño. You can also say te odio, I hate you. You know what I mean? You use te uh, for <laughs> to say you also. In uh, te quiero, okay, so the word quiero also means want, okay? But I'm going to leave that in there because I wasn't actually going to cover this, but it was just because somebody sent me that question and I figured, hey, maybe other people are trying to, you know, find, uh, you know, tell somebody they love them. So I just wanted to touch base on this. So te amo, something really close. Somebody really close to you. And te quiero is just, you don't know, like a friend, but not as close as, you know, that unconditional love, a mom from a kid or a dad for, for a kid, or I don't know. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain. And um, there are some friends that you might have that unconditional love. I don't know. But uh, basically, that's the general idea. There is basically... in. One is more intense than the other one, I guess you could say. And um, somebody told me that in Greek, there's four ways to say I love you. Don't ask me which those are because I have no clue. But um, but I just heard that and I said, oh, wow, that's complicated. So anyways, that's all I wanted to tell you. And um, hopefully that's, that, uh, <laughs> that, got, that was cleared and hopefully... You can use that for whatever you need to use it, okay? So with this, I want to thank you so, so much for for listening to our episode today, episode number five. Please don't forget that we have Christmas episode next week. And again, thank you. Thank you so very much for being here with us today. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time, hasta pronto. Bye-bye. Adios.